Welcome to the Sales Tips for Pros podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association. Welcome to another podcast from the CPSA. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum, and today I am joined by Michelle Sarter, Vice President of Sales at Nelson Education. Michelle is an experienced VP of Sales with a history of success working in the publishing industry. She is known for developing people to their full potential and leading high-performance teams. Michelle graduated from Thames Valley University in London, England. Michelle, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show. Hello, Bill. Thank you very much for having me. So I get to chat to a compatriot today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to talk to you. Let's, let's jump straight in, Michelle. Uh, firstly, tell our listeners a bit about your career background prior to joining Nelson. Uh, when I first um, landed in Alberta, um, I, I, my first position was actually at Oxford University Press, which was uh, a lovely training ground and introduction to the publishing industry. And then from there, I worked at Pearson for 22 years. So uh, over the span of 22 years, I was involved in sales leadership. Well, I was a sales rep, a sales supervisor, a regional sales manager. Um, I took on director of training position um, where I ran new train, training programs, a mentorship, uh, became a certified change management practitioner. I did some corporate coaching, was trained as a corporate coach, and then um, decided I wanted to get out of sales and learn another part of the business. So um, I went into product development. So um, at, at that point, I went in as a, at the very bottom as a sponsoring editor and then um, as a um, science, engineering and math acquisitions editor and moved my way up to editor-in-chief for the humanities and social sciences. And then um, I had an opportunity to get back into sales. So uh, I worked in Canada, but reported into Pearson USA and was in a position called Executive Director of Strategic Partnerships. And there I worked on um, enterprise-wide digital sales and a whole suite of other services. And uh, worked for Jessica Moshe. And uh, when Jessica Moshe left Pearson and came to Nelson, she uh, she she invited me to, to follow her and I did. So um, my role, Coming here into into Nelson was another opportunity to learn, and uh, instead of my whole career had been spent in post secondary, I had an opportunity to um, be VP of Sales for the K twelve division. So I took that on, and within six months I had K twelve and uh, post secondary. I think trade was in there, clinical assessment, and um, careers. And so that is what I have been doing for approximately the last two and a half years. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Now, uh, if there is such a thing, what does an average work week look for you look like for you now as VP of Sales at Nelson? Well, it, it took me a while to figure out that I actually wouldn't be selling myself, <laughs> and <laughs> I would be, you know, doing a lot more administration. And uh, I would say a good a good part of my week is um, taking care of all the people, uh, making sure that everybody's trained and uh, feeling that they have a very compelling career path and that they're supported 
and um, and that we're moving the business forward. So, you know, my primary two goals every day are to uh, you know, look after all the people here, but also to, um, or you know, on my teams and the cross-functional teams, but also to make sure that we're growing dollars and growing shares. So, uh, the side note, I also. Um, present a show uh, focused on HR. I'm, I'm keen to to get a quick sense from you in terms of what your role is compared to and how you work with the HR department in, for example, uh, training initiatives and um, onboarding processes and, and succession planning. It's, it sounds like yours is a very involved role and maybe there's lots of crossover. Yes, I would say so. Uh, our, our HR department is called People and Engagement and um, our VP, senior uh, leader of that, Jessica Fain, I work very closely with her. I, I would say we are in contact every day, sometimes multiple times a day. Um, Jessica and I, um, when we established that some training was needed at Nelson, we sat down together and looked at which companies we would like to approach. We had a task force set up. Um, she was part of the evaluation process. We went through all the programs, evaluated them. Um, I do, you know, my first year here, we would do uh, a review of all our staff to make sure that, um, look at the skill set they brought, make sure that we're leveraging everybody's strengths. We evaluate performance and look at uh, career trajectory and um, any areas for growth and development. Um, our people engagement office is very much part of that. Um, and then, of course, succession planning, um, any reorganizational shifts we make in the business, uh, we definitely are hand in hand. So for those who are not as familiar with uh, publishing as, as an industry, Michelle, um, it, it has certainly changed a lot over the last 10, 15 years, uh, maybe more so than a lot of other industries. How, how has digitization of content affected how companies like Nelson engage their customers? What, what's working well today? I think it's become critically important. Um, you know, I have a 16-year-old and a 13-year-old at home, and they're immersed in, in media and uh, digital applications all day long and some of which are very sophisticated and fun and so they have that expectation when they're learning that um, they can do it um, they can use their device and that um, it's going to be fast and it's going to be interesting and they're going to be engaged and enjoy the experience and so I think we need that's what we need to deliver and of course all of those applications need to make sure that where the, the learning outcomes are achieved and we're actually moving the needle on that and uh, the students are realizing some um, academic achievement. So um, I think for us, we were integrated. So the team that I have is K20, the, the cross-functional team. Um, so we look at um, from kindergarten all the way through graduation. Um, and um, I think the platforms are changing um, that are hosting the, the content. I think we see more and more opportunity to partner with others um, who have a strength in, you know, either third-party e-reader provision or, or some other um, some other company that is uh, able to protect privacy and uh, some of the mandates that our institutions have. 
for at Nelson, um, we launched in the past year um, a new uh, a new product called Edwin. And um, essentially, what that is is every student has a personal device, and we provide that device pre-populated with a deep library of curated learning resources and it's all directly tied to curriculum goals. And so what that means, the first day of class, the student shows up, they, they get their, their Edwin, it's loaded with all their content, they take it home at the end of the day. And um, you know that definitely sends a message that they're taking learning home with them. And it, it also encourages more students, more parent involvement. And I think um, it's an equalizer. So, you know, you don't have one child with an Apple Mac and one with nothing. They all are issued with a device and uh, it has everything on it that they need to learn and be successful. And so um, we've had tremendous success with that. Uh, that. So that's off and running and that's a big change to teaching practice. And uh, it's a new business model, it's a new learning model. And so, I think we're at a, a really exciting place. We're at a tipping point, and um, I can see the the the, the whole um, education system is 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 changing. The needs are changing, and and our response to those needs is changing. But ultimately, it's making sure that um, you know we're we're delivering on what our customer wants and needs, and that uh, we're making sure that. Uh, the learning outcomes are accomplished okay thank you and and let's go into that a bit more now then uh how how should sales leaders and and people on the sales front lines ensure that they they have the right approach with their customers that the relationship building efforts they're they're making are building and and are not potentially uh causing problems but what what goes into creating a consultative sales culture within an organization that's that's a really good question so we've been um really uh putting some serious thought and effort into into answering that question for ourselves over the last two years and what what we noticed is that our 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 sales representatives are very very experienced and have long-standing relationships um, in some cases, though, maybe a over-reliance on the relationship, and we needed it to be a bit more mutually beneficial, and we needed to have um, a line in the sand in terms of competency. And you can't do that unless you've been really clear about um, the focus required to drive results and, and where the effort should be spent and the kind of interactions we we expect with customers and so that's where the sales training came in so for us what we did is we we evaluated three large companies decided on cpsa and then we um, mandated that all of our sales team marketing department publishing department digital solutions department all went through the training so um, as you know that was the they did the pre-work, I think it was about 15 hours. Um, I did it, all of the leadership did it. Um, then we did a three-day training course. There was a knowledge test. And then as part of um, the sales team's um, annual performance um, plan, they, 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 they took their certification. And so we've just, we're just finalizing the last few people going through that. So that cycle is complete. Um, 
it was great actually what that did is it gave us a common language to talk to one another it gave us a process to go through with our customers it had everybody thinking about return on time investment um, it made sure that we were asking the right questions and going into sufficient detail to really understand what the customer wants and needs because only then you can have a compelling strategy if you've just got surface level information there's not much you can do with it and so all of a sudden you know we started get winning business that we hadn't had access to for a number of years and um, you know the, te the whole team were really digging in with the customer to, 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 solve, to solve a problem and uh, our results have been fantastic this year um, I have to say it was absolutely thrilling to get halfway you know halfway through the year and have every single sales team have exceeded their their goal k20 across the business units and so um, obviously we, we we had a great front list we had some super product to sell um, but I think it also helped that everybody went through training and was they everyone knew they had this certification coming up so they were all out practicing their skills with customers and um, it was it was actually a lot of fun we all had a lot of fun and uh, it was a bit nerve-wracking for us all to have to take a test again but uh, I think everybody was absolutely thrilled and there was so much hype when the results came out and people were putting their badges on LinkedIn and everybody felt uh, everybody was giving themselves a pat on the back so I think it was a really good investment for us to make and uh, we, we saw the results within the year. And I believe you proudly advertise on your LinkedIn profile that you're a certified sales associate. <laughs> and then what I'd also say, Bill, is we, we also did the investment with the regional sales managers. So how it works here is um, at the beginning of the new fiscal year, our executive leadership team meet with the with the senior leadership team, so executive level and VP level, and we um, decide on the key strategies and priorities, broad themes that are going to drive the most growth in the year to come, and um, and then those cascade down. They're, they're translated into you know marketing, digital, publishing, sales, um, into key initiatives. And so, and one of the things we did with the sales um, leadership is they went through the uh, the sales management training and so when we went through that training um, really what we looked at is you know how do you manage sales performance what does talent management look like um, you know the whole strategic planning part of the exercise and we found that that also really um, brought to life with some actionable plans what we'd all been learning about so that was good as well because then not only did we have a benchmark and standard for the sales team we also had one for our, our sales leadership team and you mentioned how the, the the training with the cpsa has helped give more strategy and structure perhaps and you also mentioned common language i'd like to delve into that a little bit more with you michelle uh, what, what do you mean there then when you're having your meetings with uh, regional sales leaders or internal sales leaders what, what, what is some of that common language are we talking uh, for example around the the core competencies and the competency model that the cpsa offers yeah that's right so um what, so we we meet um, with each rep bi-weekly. They have a, a weekly meeting with their manager, um, catch-up meeting, and then we have a bi-weekly meeting with the cross-functional team where we look through um, Q3 
key priorities for that rep and their territory, and the cross-functional team is there to support and help forward the business. And so what's good is we can now say, what stage are you in the process you know, of the consultative selling process? Um, we're not trying to guess based on what they're saying. They've actually thought about where they are and why they think they're there. And um, you know, we, you'll hear everybody talking about return on time investment, um, some of the, um, you know, the emphasis also even on CRM and the importance of tracking opportunities and doing that thoroughly. And um, I think the way, um, you know, we're thinking about it is just, um, you know, the funnel and all of that. So I find that um, we have a common language to talk about um, important matters that move the business forward. How can our listeners connect with you and how can they learn more about all the wonderful work being done at Nelson Education? I'm on LinkedIn. They're welcome to contact me through the LinkedIn for sure. That's a great, great way to do it. Okay, awesome. Well, that just leaves me to say for today. Michelle, thank you very much for being a guest on this APSA podcast. No problem. Thanks so much, Bill. I appreciate the time and the interest. Thank you for listening to the Sales Tips for Pros show. Learn more about the training and benefits from the Canadian Professional Sales Association at cpsa.com.